How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Wednesday, March the 17th. We got a fairly decently large day of news today, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, first of all, Wizards of the Coast have officially announced a reboot of the game Dark Alliance. This was a top-down RPG originally released in 2001, and this time around, it is a third-person adventure designed for co-op. Online only, unfortunately, not local co-op. But they've shifted the camera perspective, gave it a new coat of paint, I guess. And uh, interestingly, it is being developed by an internal Wizards of the Coast studio. They're called Took Games, I believe. And according to the developers, there's going to be 21 missions, which each take around 20 to 25 minutes to complete. And even more time if you do all of the side quests or if you play solo. But it really is designed as a co-op experience, kind of like... I mean, I use it as a reference a lot, but like Left 4 Dead, right? I don't know if it's similar to Left 4 Dead, but in the sense that it's designed for co-op. Uh, there's also a loot system, which encourages you to replay the levels. Anyway, they have some gameplay footage out there. Some journalists have played the game. Uh, it's a little rough around the edges, but I, I can see it being some good fun. I love seeing D&D in a virtual space. It's so immersive when regular tabletop play often lacks visuals. Anyway, the game is releasing on June 22nd of this year on all of the usual places except for Switch uh, for 40 American dollars. They have a bunch of DLC planned, apparently, but it will not have crossplay. Once again, it's called Dark Alliance. 2K Games are going to be adding another sports franchise to their portfolio with the acquisition of HB Studios, who are the developers of the PGA Tour series. That's golf. Uh, now, they have been publishing the games since 2018, so it's been in their, you know, sphere of influence. The latest game shipped close to 2 million units, which was really good for them. So now they have it officially. They're also entering into an exclusive partnership with the golf legend, Tiger Woods, who is going to be a consultant for the series and will be credited as an executive director. This move is pretty interesting. It looks like 2K is starting to really re-emerge into the sports scene. Because, you know, once upon a time, they had their hands in almost every single sport. And it was only recently that they've been pretty limited to, like, the NBA and WWE. So today's announcement, alongside the recent non-simulation NFL deal, which I didn't talk about on this show, but they're with the NFL again. Uh, it shows that they're trying to really enter the market a bit more strategically this time, I think. And the CEO has said as much. In 2017, a game called Super Bomberman R was released as a Nintendo Switch launch title. It was basically the first Bomberman to come out in a really long time, and it eventually got ported to the other platforms. And then last year, they released an online multiplayer version of the game exclusively on Google Stadia. Well, today they announced that Super Bomberman R Online is no longer going to be exclusive, and it's arriving on consoles and PC. So the biggest feature is that it has a Battle Royale mode called Battle 64. It basically takes 64 players, puts them on a giant map segmented into four smaller maps, and then the last survivor alive wins the game. I've heard plenty of good things about it. If you like classic Bomberman, then it does it well. And if you want to check it out, it's going to be free to play on all of the usual platforms, and they monetize through a monthly subscription which offers cosmetics and the option to create private lobbies with unique rules. I think I'll probably check this one out myself. Hey, according to Nintendo, Animal Crossing New Horizons is now their fastest-selling game in history for the European continent, in terms of first-year sales. So apparently it sold 7 million copies both digitally and physically in the region, which is a hefty chunk of the 31 million worldwide. So pretty cool to see. And uh, speaking of, you know, one year, the game is now one year old, or it will be on March 18th. So they're going to be celebrating the anniversary. Uh, if you sign into the game, you're going to see more upgrades for the custom designer, which can create different surfaces now, like umbrellas and doors. 
They're also increasing the design limits from 50 to 100, so you can have more of them. And, you know, by the way, what a great year for that game, right? I can't believe it has been a year. It feels like longer. But all things considered, this is definitely going to be a landmark game for both Nintendo and the industry as a whole. It's a phenomenal game. Okay, and last story, Jade Raymond has officially announced a new independent studio called Haven, which is working on a new IP funded by PlayStation, which is pretty cool. Now, if you don't know, Jade Raymond is the former head of the internal studios at Google Stadia. And of course, as we now know, she kind of got screwed over. Uh, She's a really key figure behind the creation of some things like Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft Toronto. She was a lead at EA for the Motive Studio. They released Star Wars Squadrons. Super important person in this industry, and finally, she has this kind of opportunity to stretch her wings, and obviously they called it Haven for a reason. So, fingers crossed, it's all going to work out for them, and it's cool to see that they're getting PlayStation support. Look forward to what they do. Anyway, folks, that's all the time we have today, unfortunately. Thank you so much for joining me here on the show. Huge thank you to Chris for leaving me a five-star review, and I'll be back with the news tomorrow. Until then, happy gaming, everyone. Yo, yo, it's the TGO After Show. Uh, Something that did not make it to the main show, which maybe it should have, but Activision Blizzard have released even more people today. So I believe it was uh, 50 people, many of them from the esports division, but apparently there are people being laid off from other divisions. And I'm still bewildered every time I get this news because Activision Blizzard is like one of the most profitable video game companies in history and is having record revenues right now, and is paying, like, tens of millions of dollars to its CEO in bonuses. Like, my goodness. We lose so much of the humanity in capitalism, don't we? Such a shame. Uh, you know what else happened today? The Xbox Game Pass train does not stop rolling. I told you a while ago, Undertale is now available on the Game Pass. Here's what else is on the way. They announced it today. Uh, Outriders is coming for day one. This is from a studio called People Can Fly. They've, they've done a lot of co-development work on games that you've recognized. They're bringing Yakuza 6, which I believe completes the Yakuza franchise on the Game Pass. Uh, Empire of Sin, which wasn't received that well, but I think they're committing to updating it some more. And it's a unique concept anyway. XCOM, but Mafia. I can get down with that. Uh, Octopath Traveler, which I was not expecting. They just announced it randomly. That's so cool. That's on console and PC. Nier Automata is heading to the PC, which means I might play it again if I play it with sound off. I'd love to see how that looks on PC instead of my crappy TV. Uh, they've got Torchlight 3. They've got finally got Pillars of Eternity 2 coming to PC. That Before, that was just on console. Anyway, it's just amazing how, like... You know what else? The, like, like the Bethesda drop just happened recently, too. A whole bunch of games from Bethesda's catalog just landed on all of the platforms. It's wild. It's wild how good that deal is. You know, it used to be that, like... If you were talking about the differences between console and PC, one of the common talking points was that, hey, if you go on PC, the games are going to be cheaper. But the upfront cost of, you know, making the gaming PC is going to be a lot. So I'm sure for a lot of people, it was a bummer that you had to build the PC, spend whatever, 1500 bucks on it. And then if you wanted the latest AAA game, you'd have to go spend 80 bucks or wait for a sale, which were usually pretty good. But anyway, now, like I have a friend who just built his first ever gaming PC. I'm able to tell him, look, You already have the Xbox Game Pass from your Xbox. You're going to have access to, like, pretty much any game that you're going to want, unless you want the most recent AAA game. If you're looking for a certain type of experience, you can guarantee that the Game Pass has at least a quality entry in that experience. That's dope. That is dope. I'm glad it exists, and hopefully it stays that way, right? I'm sure it will, because it's become such a crux of their 
business now, but anyway. Uh, you know what I started playing? This is the last thing I'll talk about. Crusader Kings 3. I've had it installed ever since it released, because it is on the Game Pass PC. And I started to play as um, a Viking for, my, for the first time of me playing Crusader Kings. And it was a lot of fun. I mean, I might be able to talk about it on a future show, but it's definitely a different style of gameplay where usually you're trying to like, you know, you, you go to war every now and then, you really try to make a, a solid foundation of counties. But with the Vikings, it's just like, you succeed when you're at war and you're raiding people. It is just constant conflict and chaos. I'm having a lot of fun. Okay, that's all for me today. I talked enough. Thank you for joining me. And until next time, farewell. <laughs>